Welcome to Creative Innovators. My name is Gigi Johnson, and our guest this Thursday is David Hernandez from Colonize Media. He is a self-made creative innovator, and he has done some amazing things. You may have heard him on the Innovating Music podcast that we used to run, and you'll hear his update on all of his adventures and how he brings such love and caring to his innovative work, including bringing in new technologies to bring new audiences and new music together. You'll also hear this coming Tuesday, our next Tidbit Tuesday. Our our first one was last week, so please stay tuned for not just these wonderful Thursday sessions, but drops on Tuesdays. Where has your journey taken you now before we back up into history? What is the current David Hernandez adventure? I am a very happy person, happier than I've ever been before. I'm very healed from a lot of things from the past, from growing up, my childhood, and past uh, generations. And I don't think I've ever been as happy as I am right now. I'm, I think I'm like in the the prime of my life is barely starting. And I'm just so, so, so content, so happy, so excited. I'm in the zone. I feel so in the moment, like all day long, like I feel so grateful. Just an enormous, overwhelming sense of gratitude and love for the moment. You know, just the sun coming out. I was like, whoa, the sun's coming out. It's like a childlike excitement and curiosity. And a piece of that curiosity and childlike emotion I'm learning from my daughters, uh, specifically my daughter Delta, um, and I'm just I just look at her and she just you know gets so excited and so over the in the moment and the smallest little thing and I realize wow you know that curiosity and that um, that optic and life that's what I think a lot of us miss going through the motions of daily life and being an adult. And I think I've gone back there. I think I got, I'm there now. And I'm so like excited about the little things. I'm so curious more than I've ever been. And it's like the childlike in me. So that's where I am right now. I'm like happier than ever and professionally doing better than ever before. And I feel like we're just getting started in everything that we're doing. And we've got some really cool things going on and betting on the future. You know, we're betting 100% on a year. We cannot predict the future, but we can sort of, gauge it with the present things right now and kind of guess and we're betting for the future and also pretty much the only competition out there is our own selves it's me and professionally is ourselves so that's really where i'm at and happier happier just so happy i'm just so happy that's where i am (laughs) i'm so glad to hear that you know i'm and, and i think it helps to in some ways have your own business because you can set the terms of that happiness a little bit. We can talk about that. But I mean, I feel oddly similar in some ways because I'm in the same house that my kids grew up in where I spent a lot of time back when they were little um, being, you know, the, the sense of time being different though I was working, but I was still extensively embodied here at home and I feel a really interesting sense of a personal echo for being able to work in the same space even though they're in different cities now so it's to me it's kind of an odd sense of time travel Um, but you've been able to kind of build in 
in a community, a business that connects communities and people. Can you talk a bit about what you've built um, that is helping thrive right now? Yeah. So, um, so I built this uh, uh, multi-platform network, uh, quote unquote, aggregator, music aggregator. And, you know, I started with a uh, passion, which is the music that I love, which is Mexican music. I am, I was born and raised in Arandas, Jalisco, Mexico. And my parents brought me to this incredible, amazing country when I was nine years old. And uh, I've been here for about 20, 21 years now. And uh, so I started when I was about 14, 15, you know, marketing, you know, promoting music, affiliate marketing, things like that. And um, wait, 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 at 14? Yeah. How does one do that at 14 years old? Uh, I guess uh, excitement for life and to get ahead <laughs> in life and have a good life and curiosity. And where were you living then? Where were you living then? At that time, we were living in, I believe, in Citrus Heights, California. like In, okay. sac- in Southern California? No, Northern California. In Sacramento. Oh, no, citrus Sac- Heights. Were, oh, Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somehow I think it was, uh, I was thinking Citrus Citrus, which is in Southern California. Oh, yeah. Citrus Heights near Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, yeah, by Roseville. So I lived there and I went to high school there. And then uh, my senior year of high school, we moved to Arizona. But uh, by the time we moved to Arizona, that was my senior year. And that was when, when MySpace was at its height. And I realized when I moved to that other high school that, like, people knew me through MySpace. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, And like a group of uh, girls had th- my pictures on their f- binders. And I was like, wait, I've never met you guys before. How do you guys have my pictures on your binders? And uh, but, but anyway. Wait, wait, wait. So your face was being out there, not just managing music yeah. or, or putting together things. So, 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 so I was like why, an early. Why were you famous? Well, because of Mexican <laughs> music. I would dress like a because I really like this style of music called Duranguense. And also like Norteño music, like regional Mexican mm-hmm. music. So I would dre- I would post pictures of like with my because I play drums and I played with my dad's band as well, and I've been playing drums since I was a little boy. So uh, I would post these pictures, and I guess people really liked them, <laughs> I guess. And but I would dress like a cowboy, like with cowboy hats and cowboy cowboy outfits, you know. And uh, and yeah, I guess uh, it really resonated to a lot of girls. So. I guess, you know. So- oh, that's funny. I mean, because it's, it's almost the opposite of what your average kid changing high schools would do. It's like, ah, nobody knows me here. And instead you had g- girls who had your picture on their binders as your, as your opening salvo at the new high school. Yeah, well, because, I, okay, I'll tell you the actual story, how, how I found that out. There was this really cute girl, right? I walked up to her to talk to her. And I was like, hey, you know, what's your name, whatever. And she kind of re- like looked at me like, what the heck? But then when I looked at her, she kind of rejected me. But when I looked at her binder and her friend's binders, they all had my pictures. I'm like, wait, that's me. And she's like, no, that's not you. I'm like, yeah, that's me. She's like, there's no way that's you. Yes, that's me. And But then I didn't care anymore. I just walked away. I walked to the library and I was like, wow, like, what the heck? All right. And I just didn't care about that anymore. No all I cared about, like before, but then even more, I was 17. I think I was 16 or 17 at the time. And I just went 100% focused on learning and business and sales and just uh, like self-development. that Just 100%. And I knew what I wanted to do. Like, I think I kind of knew what I wanted to do in my life early on, like when I was like 14, 15. But you just keep shaping and shaping and getting more solidified. And now now at this point, I definitely know what I want to do with my life. But that's sort of where it, where it started. And so I kept going. I stayed focused. You know, um, it began to, what I do now began to develop 
back then into what it, it is today. And now um, we've created a suite of um, technology. Like we, we created some really cool technology um, with uh, my current, with uh, Colonized Media. That's the name of my company. And, and I named it in honor of Elon Musk talking about colonizing Mars and colonizing space. I came up with his name years ago by watching one of his interviews uh, when SpaceX was early on. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And um, so uh, that's what I named my company uh, many, many years ago. And uh, so now Colonized Media is a multi-platform aggregator. We work with many genres of music, focusing and heavily on electronic dance music, uh, K-pop, country, hip-hop. We're really big in the Latin segment. We're, I think, one of the biggest in the independent, uh, like, regional Mexican and Latin. However, we're making huge strides in Europe, Eastern Europe, um, in Asia. And it's just really fun. The journey is just really, really fun. And, And... it's taken me to some places I sort of envisioned, but never kind of imagined it would be so amazing. And the incredible people I'm meeting is just, that's the funnest, the greatest part of all the people I'm meeting. They're just, just amazing. And uh, so multi-channel network, it is, that's from my understanding, generally historically been YouTube channels. Is that the platform or is it beyond youtube it's beyond youtube so we've grown uh so youtube was a focus of our business i learned how to use it early on and really manage it and grow it organically and but now uh it's more of a multi-platform network we work directly with uh, uh services such as apple music um youtube of course title etc etc um and um we aggregate the content there. We do rights management. Uh, we work with incredible artists, record labels. It's really fun working and developing these acts. And uh, Colonized Media has now become like a like an exclusive um, invitation or referral-based only uh, business where we have the luxury of picking and choosing who we want to work with and then developing short, mid, and long-term plans for growth and artist and business development. So it's um it's it's transformed into like a like I I I guess sort of like an actual label but a new age new age label and then we also have this really cool technology that we built in house uh, such as uh, delivery like supply chains to deliver content um and so on and so forth and uh and yeah it's really really cool aside from that we've also built some uh, uh other companies to service colonize and to service other people who are not colonizes clients such as colonized publishing which we work with uh, publishers and songwriters and we administer the rights uh, in the interactive space and abroad uh, outside of the u.s um, we also have um, a fund in which we uh, work with some funds and we invest in artists and in record labels we provide the intel uh, the and we help with due diligence on rights etc etc and um we also have yeah. <laughs> you say et cetera, et cetera, several times in, in what is a leading complicated question. So, so let me back up to that one before you get past that, et cetera, et cetera. Investing, so it's your own money, or you're facilitating folks who are because right now the investment space in music has gotten really interesting. Yeah, so you're you're facilitating and evaluating and showcasing things, or that you're actually got have a fund that you're off. Uh, investing directly into artists and and uh, and other things. Yeah, both both of them. Um, we're investing our own money, right? And then we're also working with other investors and being part of that uh, game, that that play, whatever play that is at the moment. And we're bringing in uh, intel. Uh, we're helping with due diligence alongside attorneys, accountants, etc. 
and uh yeah just doing a lot of really fun stuff um with with i mean to me it's fun to the average person it i guess it would be something super complex and boring and like what in the world is this but we love it we love doing this <laughs> so how many is we uh our staff here at colonize it's uh over 30 amazing people and uh yeah but 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 that but that's just one piece that's just one piece of the puzzle it might sound like it's so many things that we're doing but no it's actually all like three different pillars which is the content mm-hmm. management uh content curate content promotion and uh the technology we're building it's three pillars and uh i oversee everything it's a lot of it is my ideas on how to build and grow this um and uh i have an incredible partner i have we have incredible staff here and uh sometimes when i come up with these ideas and ways to do this uh, some of them kind of roll their eyes at me like okay well let's try it and it's really fun when it actually works <laughs> so well how do you make a decision to head a new direction we've talked with that with other um small and mid-sized business leaders um how how do you know that you are comfortable enough to step in a new direction and how do you know when to stop um well i think i think we've been on the same sort of direction for a while but now it's much more enhanced like now it's like the things that we've been doing in the past are perfect for today's for the moment now but now i think we're bigger we're we've got much more liquidity liquidity and we're bringing in incredible talent and we're building technology that allows us to do things that we want to do. And but 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 also I hope I can answer your question with this. A few years a few years ago and especially this year I've been thinking what could be my competition, right? Who would be my competitor? Mm. Who would be Colonize's competitor? So what I've been set out to do is pretty much create our own competition to compete against us. Wait, wait, wait. So you're building what you think will compete against you as part of your own company? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think we've successfully, well, I, I think we've successfully began the testing and it's working. Now we're onboarding beta content and artists and we're building it out. We're testing all these new ideas and all these new things and it's working. Of course, by me saying it's working, that means that we've failed a lot before it works, <laughs> you know? So we're breaking a lot of things. We're having tons of failure investing uh, investing time and effort, but then we find things that work, we tweak it and works and it keeps working and working and working until we get to a point where we're, we're at right now. So, uh, and that, and that entails, of course, the distribution, the asset management. But then again, on the other hand, we created another company where we advertise, we use, uh, uh, our own technology that we built scripts and different things like that. And also AI and we're advertising and we are pushing content at a very, very high level. Uh, we're breaking we're breaking new artists. Uh, we've recently bre- broken uh, a few artists that have gone, for example, on Spotify top fifty global, and with their first song within three months. First song, uh, the song. Of course, the song has to be good. The artist has to be appealing to the to the audience, um, and then we do our work. Uh, the artist also has to uh, be part of it. They need to post a lot of things, be very engaging, and also the label needs to be part of the whole process. But with all these new ideas. And all these new processes, we're beginning to break brand new artists from nothing, from their very first song. And that is so much fun, being able to achieve that. So how do you 
connect with and discover the artists you want to work with. So you commented that you're invitation only. Um, how do you find someone where you go, oh my gosh, th- goodness, this is a, a really great opportunity and a persona and talent we want to work with? Of course, they have to have talent. They have to be an artist. But then again, I and our the culture we're building here is a very human culture. We want to, we're building a culture of, yes, business comes first, but we're human, right? And having said that, we want to work with artists that are moldable, that are happy, that understand that there's going to be mistakes made, understand that maybe not every song is going to be a hit, and that they're human as well, that they're people. Because many times you have people that, you know, when egos begin to get in the way, that's when things begin to fall apart and we we want to avoid that as much as possible we want to work with people that think long term so we can build long-term and global businesses and i see every artist and every label as a, a business of its own and it has to stand on its own two feet and um but if we can start from scratch but again i think it all starts with the personality with the artist's personality and how they are and how genuine and authentic they are and their community they've already built. So if someone's coming to you, they, they do they need to already have fans who love them? Um, yeah, I mean, that's okay. But right now with the new uh, approaches that we're developing, we're breaking artists with like 1,000 followers on Instagram and now they're like at 60,000 followers. On TikTok, they're like a few, you know, a few hundred, a few thousand likes and now they're like 300,000 likes on followers. So we're building them from scratch. And that was the thing that I wanted to do. We work with many major artists and also up and coming acts. But something that I set out to do, like a challenge, again, who would compete against me? Right? So that was a right. personal challenge as well. So I started looking to that, what that would look like and started just learning a lot of new things, forgetting everything I thought I knew and started from scratch. I sort of redeveloped myself and I kind of, push that across our business and across our, our our staff and i'm still doing it you know we, we need to unlearn what we think we know because we're in a new age uh, you know we're mm-hmm. having some incredible developments in technology incredible developments in the, in the elevation of consciousness of our species so we need to like reinvent ourselves right now you know with all this super fast change so started doing that and uh starting trying out new different things that we've never done before testing breaking things and now again we're breaking artists from nothing from their very first song and that's what i want to do i wanted to develop an artist from nothing work with them and then prove that we can do this because anybody or even us we could say oh well that artist already had a big following they had hits already well we want to prove we can do it with a brand new artist and we're doing it so so you're working with labels so you're not being the label you're being more of a uh, an ad-based... A technology partner. Overlay? A technology a platform, technology. yes. Because people don't tend to think of MCNs as technology platforms. They tend to think of them as ad-driven networks. And you're doing more than that. Yeah, well, that's the old model. I, I call that the 2010 model. <laughs> you know, so so I think we... The old model, 2010. <laughs> well, we, we completely reinvented ourselves. Now, the MCN is just one piece of the puzzle. And we use that okay. a lot. We work. We we love YouTube. YouTube is an incredible part of our business. However, there's other audiences 
that don't use YouTube for content consumption so much. They use other platforms. And we're very well aware of that. And we give every platform the due importance it needs based on the genre and based on the audience we're trying to uh, reach. So instead of being now an MCN, we're a multi-platform network. However, we have those connections, but at the root and at the heart of everything, we're a pure now, we're a pure technology company with our, um, at the heart of it, it's our, our, our engines that drive everything that deliver the content. And then parallel to that, we have uh, an ad tech business that we've built from scratch to service exclusively the music business right now. Um, and um, in all genres. Uh, and of course, we need the commitment from the artist and the label. And we have all these tools, this platform for them to build their business. That's really what we are. So you're a, you're a tool set that's AI enhanced or AI driven Correct. that helps. It's you're more the the tool based. Uh, I want to say Swiss Army knife, but almost the opposite, customized uh, growth engine for artists. That is exactly what we are. So how does AI fit in? So artificial intelligence has been a buzzword for a lot of folks. And some companies say they're AI, but have 20 people in the background frantically doing <laughs> things. What is what is the uh, AI part of the secret sauce? Um, on the on the bidding part of things. Okay. On the ads. Um, and we're, we keep building it and we keep learning with it and it keeps learning. And uh, so far with the tests that we've done, in the ad buying scene and a bunch of other things that we're also doing, but specifically on the buying, it's working. And um, again, we're completely focused on music, so it's a little different than advertisers that focus on products. And uh, so we're completely focused on music and conversions versus just discovery and uh, views, etc. So that's what we're using it for. And uh, yeah, (laughs) in, in, in more podcasts ahead, I'll talk more about it. Right now, we're still we're still using it. We're still testing it. It's working so far, but there's a lot of things we want to apply to it. There's a lot of things that we're building. Um, and, well, and actually, I should I should correct that. When I say a lot of things, it's really not a lot of different things. It's the same different things, but we have we're doing a lot of things with them internally and testing. Okay. So yeah. Not to sound. I mean, it's an interesting. Not, well, no, but it, it's good to be cryptic, especially if you're still flying the plane and building it at the same time. Um, but it's interesting because a lot of people have been getting investments saying, "Oh, we have AI under the hood," and then you talk to their competitors and go, "No, they don't have AI under the hood. There's it literally are a couple dozen people sitting in an office frantically uh, doing things on the back end to make it seem like that." But that doesn't provide you the intelligence for decision making. Uh, for simply automating things. So um, it, it, there's so many people doing so many interesting things. That would be probably a conversation all by itself once you've got uh, the, the lid down a little tighter on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, again, we're in beta. We're testing a lot of it and it's working and it actually is AI. We don't have, on that part of the business, we don't have 20 people. It's only about uh, four of us, me included. <laughs> You know, we're in this time frame now where a lot of people were were taking a break, building new creative assets, investing in their communities. And I think when you and I talked earlier during these pandemic times, and we're talking now in November of 2020, 
I think you were seeing this as a building time for the artists that you were working with and building reputations, et cetera, while, while waiting. But it sounds like it's not been a waiting time for you and the artists you work with. No, we've actually accelerated to, like, we've accelerated. We're in a, this, again, we're in an unlearning and relearning uh, moment in our in our uh, company life and me personally as well, in all aspects of my life, not just business, but also personally reinventing myself as but, well, maybe not reinventing myself, but just getting the the who I am, the true David out, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, something interesting has happened. A lot of a lot of uh, stable artists, I feel like they've gone into like this depression mode. I think they're not coping with this change very well. So you have a lot of new young talent that they're very hungry. They're at home. They're very creative. And they really, really want to do something with their lives. They really want to do something. And they're, they're, they have a mentality of pretty much I'll do whatever it takes mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, taking that mentality and putting it in a constructive and positive environment, a lot of good things could come out of that. Because at the end of the day, everything is energy. And the energy that's focused on on their careers or on themselves can grow a lot in the right environment and the right uh, biosphere, per se. You have a very democratized scene as well of uh, content consumption where people are consuming the content they actually vibe to, they actually connect with. So that's really good because you right now the, the opportunity for a lot of new sounds, a lot of new ideas, a lot of new talent to be discovered is there. You just have to have the right machinery behind it to push it. I'm going to back up a little bit. Um have you worked for someone else or have you worked for yourself the whole I time? I have never worked for anybody else. The only jobs I've ever had, uh, I played drums for my dad growing up in our family Mexican music band. And I worked at a pop, uh, I think, I think, we're, oh, I worked at a Del Taco in Arizona <laughs> uh, graveyard while I was in high school. Uh, my mom made me work. She was worried that I was on the computer all day, um, just do, learning all these things, right? And then... Um, the other job I had was with the Texas Rangers uh, baseball team uh, during spring training and Surprise Arizona. That was a lot of fun. That was when Sammy Sosa was there, uh, mm-hmm. Eric Gagne, uh, Chris Wilson. It was uh, Oh, Ian Kinsler. I have, actually, I have a really cool bat signed by him. And uh, Ian Kinsler was there at the time. And that was a really cool, that was a really cool experience, actually. But th- I think those are the only jobs I've had, ever. And are your parents still around and do they live in Arizona? Or no, they live they here live in California. California. They live here in California. They're, they're pretty young. So are, what do they think about what you're doing? I don't know if they fully grasp it. Well, that's everyone has that problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to ask people, so what do your, what does your family think you do? And they're going, I'm on the phone. They just know I'm on the phone or I'm on the computer. They don't. So um, what do they think you do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Well, what do your kids think you do? Oh, my uh, nine-year-old thinks, she, when I ask her what she wants to do with her life, she says she wants to own a company, uh, be a, a traveler and an explorer like me. And that she wants uh, to go to the jungle. Because I, I go to the jungle about oh. once a year, except for this year. But I go to, to like Peru, to the Amazon. It's super amazing. Um, and uh, I travel a lot for business development purposes and meeting people and you know, sitting down with artists and labels uh, worldwide. I mean, not right now, you know, but eventually. Well, pre-pandemic, how much of the time were you traveling? Uh, about two, three weeks out of the month. 
And all over the world. All over the world. Uh, I mean, Mexico a lot. Uh, Mexico became like a routine. I leave at night. I arrive in Guadalajara or Mexico City at like 6 a.m. I'll be back home by 7. I'll be. I'll leave from at the 7 p.m. flight, same day. Be back home by 11 or 12, same day. And then now you are running your small empire from a fairly small city in California. Yes, uh, it's a beautiful city called Turlock, California. Turlock. And why are you in Turlock? Uh, fate, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and, you're man- and, and you're managing a whole team from Turlock yes, in Turlock. Yes, and this is where I met uh, my business partner. And he's an incredible man. I, I meet a lot of people all over the world. But the more I get to know this guy, um, he's a Pandora's box. He's, I think, the smartest person I know. He is, like, just amazing, just an incredible person. And I'm really blessed to have met him. We've, it's almost going to be 10 years that we met. Um, and uh, and then the other reason, actually, uh, a physical reason why I actually ended up here as well is because of the internet and the town uh, next town that i live from here that i currently reside at i moved there because at the time there was fast internet there and i needed fast internet there was no fast internet in la no fast internet in other cities so i just ended up moving there and also the cost of living is super low so so some people create companies to sell and flip them them and are serial entrepreneurs some people are inspired to fix something and that's why they start a company you seem to be inspired to create something that keeps morphing and changing. Is this meant to be your life stream that you'll continue to build out within your company structure, all the things that you see need to be done and are passionate about? Or do you see this? I mean, you're a 31 year old, uh, high energy intensive entrepreneur. I mean, do you anticipate, you know, flipping into another phase at some point in time? Um, I don't know, but like this is an expression of me, you know, like what I'm building right now. It's what I have in me, just like putting it out there and crystallizing it into a physical form. It's like my brain just being just being it's like ideas being brought out of my brain, downloading them into the physical world and making them happen. So it's like it's really like business wise. It's a business. And I think my whole lifestyle revolves around this, everything I do. Um, But I didn't. I never had an intention of building something and selling it. That was never my intention. I had the intention was to build something, grow it and have tons of fun. And I am. And also making an impact. Uh, uh, and also talking a little bit about money, you know, um, money's the end pro money's the, I guess the final KPI, the final analytic that tells us that we're doing something right. That's how I see it. And, uh, but money's not like the be all, thing it really doesn't impress me or anything or possessions don't impress me uh the only thing that that impresses me about that kpi is that that tells us tells me that the market is reacting to what we're doing and we're proving it to be right so having said that it's i'm building this to again i don't discard maybe one day somebody comes in and wants to buy what we're building but i feel like i'm barely getting started I feel like I'm finally barely getting started. And all this past 10 years, I've just been learning and preparation and learning from mistakes and learning from assertions. And uh, and yeah, just a reflection of me, of who I am and who I'm developing in this planet. 
there's um oh I'm now having a brain fade as to what the and I'll put it in the show notes as to what the book is but there was a book that asked the question um how do you well how do you know you're being successful what is the metric when you suddenly go I am successful and it's interesting because one of my mentors asked me that gosh 10 years ago now um but kind of an interesting message he'd retired and he goes haven't you already been successful why don't you take your foot off the pedal and it's been an interesting vocabulary or conversation with my husband and i we've been married for a few decades and we actually have really different visions as to i know i'm successful when um when are you when did you know or when will you know that you are to yourself successful? I'm already successful beyond my wildest dreams. Everything else is just gravy. <laughs> really. Um I'm just so happy to be alive and so grateful to exist in this moment in time. And then because I feel like that, I want to create an impact, I want to do something with it, and I want to, you know, exude that energy through hopefully what I'm doing right now. And again, I don't discard the path abruptly changing one day because I'm open to unlearning and I'm open to change and I welcome it. I embrace change, but I think I am extremely successful right now just due to the fact that I'm very healthy. I'm very, very, very happy and I just feel incredibly amazing. I feel in the zone and I, and it just keeps, and and every day just keeps getting better and better. Of course, there's, there's challenges that come across, but that's like, you know, I love tacos. I love Mexican food. And to me, the challenges are like super spicy hot sauce on tacos. It's like really spicy, but it just makes it that much better. That's how I see challenges. That's how I visualize them. So it's like a challenge comes on. Okay, it's a challenge, first of all, because it's information I didn't have. It's information we didn't have. So, all right, here comes a new learning curve. That's how I embrace it. And I welcome it. I hug it. I bring it in. And I go around it and start uh, cracking at it, learning. So then it's not a challenge anymore. What's your biggest failure? Uh, uh, I've had a lot of failures. Um, uh, my biggest failure was uh, not giving myself enough credit. Ah. Yeah. So has that been repeated? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that has to be something that we all do at some point in time. Yeah, I guess sometimes it, it gets repeated, um, but not giving myself enough credit and also, but more than that, in the past, not really, not believing in myself. I think that's really been the biggest failure. I think I'd be, business-wise, I would be much farther ahead if many years ago I believed in myself more. But now, um, I really do not believe, I, I don't think there's any limits especially with the changes in uh, our socioeconomic system in the world and all this new technology being developed and evolving and all this uh, new um, space companies that are going to be created in the next few years and AI and uh, implants and bionic things. There's really no limit for any of us, including myself. It's We're really our own limitator at this point. Well, we've been talking for a while, and as we'll comment in the future on future AI, we'll make that a a, a return engagement to, to continue talking when you're ready to talk about your AI endeavors. As we're near the end, is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about? Um, uh, yeah, um, we're uh, alongside everything that we're building. So we're building a product a platform for um, 
new artists and new labels that we're going to be launching uh, in 2021. Um, and it's also invita- sort of invitation only. It's sort of like a DIY service. Um, and uh, we're building it in order to uh, not the artists or labels that we turn away so they can at least have an opportunity to use our technology and also use the services that we're going to be uh, putting out to the public in 2021 and 2022. So if someone wanted to connect with you on that or anything else we've talked about, how would you like them to reach out and who would you like to reach out? Uh, if somebody wants to connect with me, just send some smoke signals. Signals, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're in California. That could be anything, but yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, so if anybody wants to connect with me, uh, just, uh, yeah, anybody could reach out to me. I'm really open. I'm really open. I love meeting new people. Um, my email is davidh at colonizemedia.com. Or I'm very easy to find in social media or LinkedIn. I think I'm easy to find. You know. Uh, and we'll put those in the show notes as well so yes. people can find you. And somebody I really want to meet, and actually I offer my friendship to, I want to really meet Elon Musk. I thought that's what was coming. (laughs) I'm not sure I can help you with that, but if anybody else listens to this and would like to make the connection with Elon Musk, um, then reach out as well. Thank you for joining us on this podcast, and I look forward to the rematch. Thank you. Have an awesome day and an incredible decade. Thanks. Well, there's the adventure. I hope you found this inspirational. If you are interested, please find them to participate in their work through our show notes or their social media and come back to future episodes of Creative Innovators to get inspired in your work. And if you'd like to rebuild your career, come find us at nextcareer.me to take our next career program to figure out what you might do as your new adventures as a creative innovator. Thanks for listening to Creative Innovators. We are expanding our footprint, so we invite you to go to creativeinnovatorspodcast.com and find us on Substack, where we are creating a new matrix of our past shows that you can find them more easily and find them along with the Career Adventure Guide content, where you can take your own career and use some of the tools in the setup to both be inspired by past episodes of Creative Innovators, as well as become a bigger and better creative innovator yourself. We're also launching in a couple of other platforms this year. So stay tuned and join our lists and and find out where else you can find and combine with Creative Innovators in 2024.